Hello, and welcome to Birds on a Telephone Wire. My name is Caleb Joshua Robin, Aries Fox Matrix, and I'm back today with another episode for you. Um, this episode is just going to be kind of small and simple. I just wanted to talk a little bit about intuition today. This definitely isn't going to be an in-depth discussion. This is just going to be kind of like an over-the-top thoughts because of some interactions I've had recently, and I just wanted to share it with you. Um, but first, I wanted to ask how you're doing. I hope you're doing okay. I hope you're doing well. Um, the world is crazy as usual, but something that I have found to be super peaceful is to find time like this just to talk and just to connect with you and to connect with others as well. And that's been really helpful for me personally. Um, so yeah, today we're going to be talking a little bit about intuition. Uh, and this really was spurred on because I had an interaction recently that made me realize that this is something that I wanted to talk about. And I'll explain to you kind of what that interaction was like because it um, it was very reminiscent of something that I used to hear in my evangelical days. And it's something that I think is important to talk about because it is still a ideology that definitely is harmful for a lot of people. And it is something that I feel called to talk about. Um, and so, basically what happened to me one time so to give you kind of like an idea is i was talking with somebody and they were going on and on and on about something and then they tried to talk about this this is the phrase that you will hear most commonly most often and it's a bit triggering so just a forewarning if like it's not too triggering but it's just it, it's because we have heard this so much and it is this the sentence um, you can't trust your feelings, which is very generalized, and it's a statement that is made by a lot of, um, a lot of people that grew up in the same religious space that I did, and it loosely stems from misinterpreting a Bible passage where it talks about how the heart is deceitful and wicked and that has been used in the church for decades to disable people spiritually from tapping into the intuition that God has given them and so that's kind of what I wanted to talk a little bit about today was my experience with hearing that sentence the reasoning I have behind why I find this I'm just gonna kind of get into it so First of all, it is extremely difficult to create a solid definition of heart since heart is something that everybody uses generically and says the word heart and what I think of as heart and what heart means to me might not be what heart means to you, might not be what heart means to some guy down the street when I say, oh, you have heart or oh, your heart is good or oh, your heart is whatever it may be. We all have this general idea, but we would use different words. And so I suppose what I'm going to do today just to simplify things is use the definition from Google for heart, um, which is this. And that's intuition. We'll get into intuition in the heart later because there's all these words, intuition, heart, feelings that we could talk, I could talk about this for hours, but this episode is just going to be a brief um, sort of talk on this. And if I want to get into it in a deeper topic or conversation with somebody, I might do that later. But for right now, this just was what was on my heart and my mind. 
Um, so the definition of heart, there's a couple of them. If you if you Google it, the first one is that the heart is a hollow muscular organ that pumps the blood through the circulatory system by rhythmic contraction and dilation. It uh, invertebrates. There may be up to four chambers, as in humans, with two atria and two ventricles. The second definition is the central or innermost part of something. You know how you say, like, right in the heart of the city, in the heart of Dallas, in the heart of wherever. Um, and then a verb for, oh, this is the informal version. Um, when people say, like, oh, I totally heart this song. It's like, like very much love. That's informal. But the second definition of noun, version of heart, the central or innermost part of something, I think is what most people can identify with, is that when you say, oh, your heart is so good, you feel that very in your center, the center of your being, you are good. And one thing that was extremely toxic and harmful for me growing up was being told that my heart was deceitful and wicked, because what that did was it basically harvested this it harvested this toxic ideology and destructive ideology of myself that made me start to hate myself. Um, and it wasn't even true. Uh, and I had to really take time, especially in the year 2019, I read so many books to help me deconstruct by other leaders and other pastors who were very much different from what I grew up listening to and hearing. Um, and being able to get different perspectives on these things and dissecting these concepts has really helped me come back around to see all of the ways in which I was lied to and how those lies almost made me want to die, like made me want to die, literally. And so part of my work here on, on this earth is talking about these things that were harmful for me to hopefully help other people in the future not fall for the same ideologies or not um, to help stop these from being per from being prolonged and to stop the perpetuation of these by speaking out and sharing our stories. Because when we start to share our stories, that's when we start to see a lot of change happen. So for me, it was an extremely radical, <laughs> and even this is so mild and compared to some other things, but it was wild for me. I remember when I was still very much evangelical, believing that my heart was deceitful and wicked and hating myself for it and not basically trusting myself because of that. Um, moving from that and shifting from that to realize that I actually have a new heart and a good heart and that because I come from a Christian-rooted background, at times I will use language that is very reminiscent of that background simply because that is what I'm familiar with. And it'll also help a lot of people who came from my familiar background be able to help, help them process this and understand this as well so that they might not be completely lost when listening to this. So if you hear me start to... Because I'm going to read off some Bible verses and I am going to include the Bible in this because I am still very much would consider myself a Christian even though it doesn't look anything like what it used to look like and it's completely been flipped and transformed in a way that I think has been really helpful for me and it's helped me become just a better person in general. Um, and I think it's this verse from Ezekiel 36, 26 where it talks about how I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you and I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And... This is another translation. I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. And I do like that phrase a little bit more because yet again, 
the church has weaponized the word of flesh because it has taken that word and it has so perverted it and made it something that it was not to where it's hard to explain the ideology behind the word the flesh is, has been so misconstrued and used by the church especially within purity culture to sexually suppress people as well by trying to refer to the flesh as being your sexual side which is just it is a complete takeover of definition in order to control an idea that they are trying to prolong in people and what i'm trying to do is i'm trying to break those cycles and break those misuses and to try to open up the conversation for people because uh, i believe that that stony stubbornness was me when i was like this is deceitful and wicked and i'm deceitful and wicked and i was so stubborn about believing that about myself and my own heart was so stony and cold and i because i couldn't even love myself and the fact that i was actually realizing that i was given a tender and responsive heart already and i just had to believe it it all it took was a mindset switch of believing that my heart was good and it's so hard to do that when your whole life you're being told that you're evil that you're wicked that Basically, the center of you, if they're saying your heart, which as we looked at the definition was supposed to be your innermost self and and the the center of who, what was it? The central or innermost part of something like to imagine calling somebody like your friend. Imagine like telling them that their innermost self is wicked and evil. Are they going to want to talk to you? Like, are they going to want to hear what news you have to say? And it's like, it just, the more I started to deconstruct this and the more I started to meditate on this and reflect on these ideas, the more I realized how insane it was for me to go around thinking about this. But I realized how easy it was because of the theologies that were repeated over and over and over again throughout my life growing up. Um, and, and so this podcast is me coming out and saying that your heart is not <laughs> wicked or deceitful and for many of y'all they're gonna be like duh i knew that like duh but it's so wild knowing that because of the way the church has been the evangelical church specifically this is unfortunately not something that we can just not say and assume that everybody knows it because some people are still living in that fear mindset Unfortunately, that is the environment we live in where we still have to affirm and and tell people like, no, you are good. You are worthy of love and connection. Your heart is good. Because I believe that one of the gravest mistakes we've made, they know, I, and I quote Kevin Garcia when they say this in their book, Bad Theology Kills, how it goes along the lines of that, and they said it like this, like, one of the greatest mistakes we've ever made was believing that we were separated from love in the first place because that's where they get you if they can get you to believe that you are separate that you are born separated from love and not actually born out of love from love an inception of love into this earth beautifully knit together in your mother's womb which you are and you are connected to source you came we all came from source from divine from god whatever we want to call that thing that's where we came from a place of love to be love and to show light and love in this world just very generally whether or not you call yourself a christian or not is like i feel this innate purpose within me that i came from a good place a pure place of light 
to bring light to this dark world that we live in where people are out there on the podiums telling people how shitty they are and how wicked they are when we are the ones that are sent here to stop that from happening. And I speak to that as a starseed and as a light worker and as a gay Christian, progressive Christian, ex-evangelical, whatever you want to call it. There's so many things that to describe what this is, but I want to take a moment to remind myself and I'll also remind anybody who's ever heard that in their life. If anybody has ever told you that you can't trust your feelings, let me rephrase it for them because we can talk about emotions and how maybe, so maybe you get into an emotional fight with somebody and you're very angry in that moment. You're talking to them in a very angry tone and you might be saying things that aren't necessarily true. That might be a moment where your emotions get the best of you in that, but that is so different from your feelings. And what do we mean when we say feelings? You know, we have to ask these questions. What do we mean when we say feelings? What do we mean when we say emotions? What do we mean when we say heart, when we say soul? And when we're using these words saying, no, oh, you can't trust your feelings. Like what? Well, first of all, what are you basing your feelings off of? Are you basing that off of your emotions or off of the intuition? And I, that's kind of what I want to pinpoint today. And I'm titling this episode intuition because I believe that intuition is a divine gift that we have all been given to help understand situations in our lives that we need to understand and we need our intuition. Uh, the definition of intuition is the ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning. Um, and it's a thing that one knows or considers likely from instinctive feeling rather than conscious reasoning. And it's very important to have both conscious reasoning and instinctive feelings. But what I believe that the church, specifically the evangelical church, has done over the years is it has essentially killed that whole entire um, spiritual muscle that a lot of people have by basically telling people that their hearts are deceitful and wicked is for a lot of people that has cut them off from their own intuition and understanding that their body is worthy of love and connection and that they are in a body and that their body is valuable and sacred and that they have been given gifts like intuition and insight to help them in life and that these aren't things that they can't trust. These are things that were given to them to trust, to help them. And it's the very thing that the evangelical church is out here telling people not to believe in. Don't trust your feelings. Don't trust your intuition. Don't tr Basically, don't trust your intuition. Don't trust your feelings. Don't trust your heart. Because if, if you can get somebody to not trust themselves, but to trust you as an authority figure, and you try to use the Bible in an abusive way to spiritually bypass somebody and to put them under your power structure, that is an abuse. That is religious. That is religious abuse. That is spiritual abuse. That is spiritual bypassing. And it's spiritual manipulation. And it is extremely destructful and harmful to people. And I am a survivor of that theology because for so long I did hate myself. I didn't love myself. I struggled with self-harm. I was so disconnected from myself. I was so close to leaving this planet because of the things that I was told and I'm so glad I stayed. Because now I get to sit here and I get to tell you that your heart is good. And you're a good person. And you want good things and you can trust your intuition. Because that was the intuition 
that helped me realize that I was gay and that that was okay. I was using my intuition to assess the feelings that I was having with this specific person saying, I'm feeling these feelings. This is definitely not just my emotion taking over. This is definitely not just me wanting to be physical with this person. It was like, oh, I genuinely want connection with this person. I want I want to be committed to this person. I want to support this person. I want to be their partner. I want to help them in life. I want to help them succeed in life. And when it was when I realized these feelings that I was having, I was like, this is not what the church was trying to tell me. And this is not what I've been told. And this is not. So I have to reevaluate this. And that's when I had to start my deconstruction journey. Um, and so basically all that to say, um, your intuition is a gift and your intuition is special and it's for you. And it is something that you can tap into because it is given to you. And if you need me to use Christian language to help you understand, think of it as like using the Holy Spirit or think of it as like using spirit. Think of it as connecting to spirit and connecting to source and listening and and just going throughout your life conscious of maybe what signs you need to see or what what t friend you need to talk to or just just be sensitive to those be sensitive to those insights that arise in your mind um so that was definitely a very brief overview overlap of my thoughts and intuition and uh, again i am not an expert on this i am not the go-to person but i do have a story and i did reclaim my intuition and i can tell you that it has been extremely beneficial for me spiritually to have that intuition back to have my voice back and to have my agency and my authority back after that was after the church tried to strip that away from me and after people told me that i was going to hell and after people told me that i was greatly deceived and that i was going to miss out on the best things in life that god has for me because i was just listening to my feelings no this is intuition and it was given to me my god that was just my defensive side coming out <laughs> but to lighten up a little bit i just want you to know how much i love you Whoever is listening to this right now, I want you to know how much you mean to me because you listening to this is a way for me to spread hope for people to know that if they are feeling alone right now, if they have struggled with things that like I talked about earlier, especially being told not to trust your feelings or quote unquote feelings, right? If that, whether that be intuition or is that emotion or intuition? And again, you're still having to ask that question there, right? Especially when they say that so flippantly. Um, just know that you're not alone. If you heard that growing up, you are not alone because I am here and I had to deal with that bullshit. I'm still alive. And it's wild because didn't think I was going to be here, but I am. So yeah and i also wanted to talk to you a little bit about at the end here about me being a star seed and this is a very this is sort of a new journey for me that i'm so excited to go on because this is something that i've been waking up to recently this year 
and as a star seed, we are essentially scattered all across the the. I'm gonna do a big kind of job trying to describe this, but I'm going off of what I know so far. And as soon as I get more information on this, or if I get more information on this, I'll try to correct myself in the future or elaborate on this in the future. But basically as star seeds and light workers, we are called here to help raise the collective consciousness and the grid. Um, some people call this the collective consciousness. They call this the universal consciousness. This is also called by Father Richard Rohr as the Christ consciousness, the Christ grid. It is the idea that we, the, the part of this is the idea that we are all connected to source, that we are all one, that we are all experiencing the same event from just different perspectives and we're all beloved and we're all loved and we're all good. And that it's the idea. It's the idea that we are separate that is what controls us and brings us fear and that that, I, that control and that fear is being crumbled right now and there is so much new life and new hope and new peace and new love that is rising to the surface in this collective consciousness that is helping people become more accepting of others, um, more open-minded and willing to learn new things and that's something that I've been so grateful for as being a part of this consciousness is rather than me closing off new ideas and new thoughts and concepts I'd never heard before because I'd be afraid of them now I no longer am afraid I'm actually excited and I can say I don't know what that is I want to learn about that whether it be a religious concept or a spiritual concept or just something in life in general or a psychology concept it's just learning about these new things it only expands your consciousness and connects you more to the collective knowing if that makes sense um, and it's been extremely beneficial for me and it's helped me and knowing that I'm a starseed and a light worker has reaffirmed that my purpose here on earth is to help bring light and love and to share my story and my life and to share my experiences to hopefully help other people whatever that be because I know I can't not talk about this stuff and speak this stuff out into existence and I know that having this podcast be out here hopefully can be a good resource for people that are still around and still surviving these theologies that have so deeply damaged us for so long. And I do have hope that good change is coming for a lot of people and I, I have hope for the future and I'm here to sort of bring that in the midst of all of this violence that we see, in the midst of all of this chaos, it is me having to choose to center myself and ground myself and to remind myself of who I am and how can I make a difference in this world when there are so many things I can't control. And one of those things is just sharing my light and talking to other starseeds. So I want to try to connect with more lightworkers and starseeds soon. I want to try to expand and grow and get more connected. And I'm going to do that and I'm excited about that. That's really all I wanted to share with you tonight. Um, I hope that you have a really good night and I'm going to go now to the park and just relax, maybe listen to a podcast or two and some music and have a good time and watch uh, Iron Man 3 tonight because we're on that Marvel binge, baby. Um, <laughs> I love you so much. Hang in there. You are needed. You are here for a reason and a purpose and your presence is required. If you're listening to this, I love you. Always remember that and I'll see you very soon. Bye-bye.